All right, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Come This Far podcast with Chris Taylor. It is Tuesday, August 31st. That means um, that this is the deadline for Americans to be out of harm's way, out of Afghanistan. Um, There's reports varying that the Americans did not get out everyone that they wanted to get out. Um, but like I said, like I've said numerous times before, it's important to, to highlight who those people are. Uh, they're not Americans that the government sent in harm's way. These are people who have dual citizenship, uh, who are Afghan nationals, who, who hold American passports, who have extended families, in Afghanistan and who have been conflicted about whether they want to stay or go. And the reason that they have been conflicted is because despite the overwhelming um, paranoia, I guess, rightly so, that the Taliban are going to simply revert to to their pre-war um behaviors and and everything else like that 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 they are this this horrific ter- terrorist organization and and they are not going to govern in a, in a way that um will be conducive to any level of human rights and and, and all of that but we have to look at the facts on the ground. We have to look at what has happened and what is happening and what's not happening. This is one of those situations where it's very important to drown out the idiotic, hyperpartisan chatter and nonsense from both sides and, and look at what is happening. And what has happened? I knew that the the United States military that is apolitical, forget the Biden administration, forget what Biden was saying. I I listened to that, but but I knew that the 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 military, particularly the special operations forces, had something going on. We didn't simply just say, oh, well, we'll, we'll uh, trust the Taliban here and they will provide out, outward security of the airport. And uh, that's, that's just not the way that the, that the U.S. Special Operations Forces work. For, for, forget what a president and, and a White House administration is doing or saying when it comes to operations on the ground. The, the, the U.S. Special Operations Forces are going to do what they want to do. And they're going to do the job that, that they need to do and that they want to do. Will they always be successful? No. But they will always have a plan. And true to, to what I believed, that, was, that happened to be the case. Today, the story broke that the, the Taliban members escorted Americans to gates at Kabul at the Kabul airport in a secret arrangement with the U S 
The U.S. military negotiated a secret arrangement with the Taliban that resulted in Taliban members escorting groups of Americans to the gates of the Kabul airport as they sought to escape Afghanistan. One of the officials also revealed that U.S. Special Operations Forces set up a secret gate at the airport and established call centers to guide Americans through the evacuation process. The officials, of, the officials said Americans were notified to gather at preset muster points close to the airport where the Taliban would gather the Americans, check their credentials, and take them to a short distance to a gate manned by American forces who were standing by to let them inside amid huge crowds of Afghans seeking to flee. The U.S. troops were able to see the Americans approach with their Taliban escorts, and in most cases in an attempt to ensure their safety. The officials spoke on the condition of anonymity due to the sensitivity of the arrangements which have not been disclosed until now because the U.S. was concerned about Taliban reaction to any publicity, as well as the threat of attacks from ISIS-K if its operatives had realized Americans were being escorted in groups. Throughout the evacuation, Biden administration officials stressed that the Taliban was cooperating, and senior officials stated they had committed to provide safe passage for Americans. The Taliban escort missions happened several times a day, according to one of the officials. One of the key muster points was a Ministry of Interior building just outside one of the airport's gates, where nearby U.S. forces were readily able to observe the Americans' approach. Americans were notified by various messages about where to gather. It worked. It worked beautifully, one official said of the arrangement. As of Monday, when the U.S. completed its withdrawal, more than 122,000 people in total had been airlifted from Hamid Karzai International Airport since July, and more than 6,000 American civilians were evacuated. However, 13 American service members and more than 170 Afghans were killed in a suicide blast at the airport last week. It's not clear if the Taliban, who were checking credentials during these efforts, turned away any of the Americans. There have been numerous reports that some Americans with passports and U.S. green card holders were turned away from the Taliban checkpoints close to the airport. In another separate secret arrangement, not disclosed until the operation was over, troops from the Elite Joint Special Operations Command, or JSOC, and other special operations units were also were also on the ground helping Americans escape by contacting them through call centers, one of the officials said. Special Operations Forces set up their own secret gate at the airport and was at times in direct communication with Americans, telling them exactly where to walk to find the gate and be able to get inside the airport. Commander of U.S. Central Command, General Frank McKenzie first publicly revealed the involvement of Special Operations Forces at a Monday press conference saying those forces helped evacuate more than 1,000 American citizens and more than 2,000 Afghans via phone calls, vectors, and escorting. Special Operations Forces reached out to help bring in more than 1,064 American citizens and 2,017 SIVs or Afghans at risk and 127 third country nationals all via phone calls, vectors, and escorting. But in public comments, McKenzie did not specify the involvement of JSOC, which includes forces that carry out the most dangerous counterterrorism missions, such as the Army's Delta Force and Navy SEALs. So, what does all of this mean? What, what does this mean? Essentially, this means that the main gates where all of those civilians that we saw gathering and 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 lining up 
and and the Taliban were supposedly in uh, in charge of um, vetting those people and letting them through or not letting them through. The Americans, this is how it would have worked. The American Special Operations Forces would have had a list of high value or or the highest um, credentialed individuals where the people that that absolutely needed to get out um, that that we wanted to get out. And then you know, what I'm trying to say is the highest priority, not highest value, highest priority of per, of people. These are likely CIA operatives. These are likely uh, DEA agents. These are likely people that were conducting um, undercover operations anywhere in Afghanistan and uh, needed to get out. These are assets of the United States government. These are highly... Uh, valued uh, Afghan nationals that that were very instrumental in helping us. These are people that we we could not and would not leave behind. Now, it was reported that we didn't get out everyone that we wanted to. These are likely the lower priority people who who you know the the those Afghans that that maybe have a green card to the United States that have extended family. Um, living in Afghanistan and also maybe family living in America. Um, these are people from families that, that immigrated to the United States, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And then they came back to try to work on building their country. And, and now they are kind of on the fence. Well, should I leave? Should I stay? Is the Taliban um, going to live up to what they are saying? and all of this it's a mess it really is a mess but those who sought to immediately over politicize this situation now they won't but now they should feel stupid and look stupid because none of what they're saying is actually true the taliban were cooperative and did live up to their arrangements and did help get the the highest priority Americans who everybody thought that if they had the the names of those people, not even had access to them, but the names, just the list of those people, the Taliban would then go slaughter all of them and kill them all. Instead, what happened? Not only did they have the lists, but they were involved in a underground railroad of sorts with the U.S. Special Operations Forces, the Navy SEALs and the Army Delta Force operators that were operating a secret underground railroad facilitated by the Taliban. And not one of those Americans were killed. Not one of those Afghans, uh, special immigrant visa Afghans, those high priority Afghans that helped us were killed. Unfortunately, what happened when, when, Probably the, the best and brightest of the Taliban were involved in this operation, the secret operation with U.S. Special Operations Forces. The, the lower skilled um, and lower on the, on the rank and file of the Taliban were probably tasked with the security of the other gates where, where people who didn't have access to, you know, that didn't really help Americans. They wanted to get out. They wanted to plead their case as political uh, refugees, which they have a they have a valid case. But but those people 
they went to the Abbey Gate, the main gate, where there was thousands of people just trying to game the system, basically. Now, I hate to say that because it's very sad, but they want that they have no legitimate claim to be evacuated. These are not the people that that were our interpreters. These are not the people that were um, our our workers on our bases. These are the people that chose to, and I don't blame them for this, but chose to play both sides. And now they're seeing the the overly compassionate Americans flying all of these evacuation flights and they thought, well, now's our chance. We can jump on this flight and go to America. And it's just, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's just not feasible to get out every single person in that country that wants to get out. So what the United States Special Operations Forces did was prioritize the highest priority of, 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 Afghans, civilians that helped us, and American assets or American um, citizens to get out. And they did so by secretly working with the Taliban. The Taliban cooperated, and, and we got out all of those people that we really needed to get out. We did not, however, get out every single person that wanted to get out um, of the country, and that's unfortunate. But that is not a blunder. That is not a failure. What conflict in the, in, the, in the history of the world have you seen where a country, where, where even just the United States went in and, and fought a war and then got out every single person? No, that, that, that doesn't happen. That can't happen. Unfortunately, ISIS... were determined and they took advantage of the Taliban's weakness to provide that security. It's not that they weren't trying. I think that they just were incapable because the best and brightest of their forces were involved in the underground railroad uh, situation with the United States Special Operations Forces. And the, the ISIS attack was a was a a soft target, if you will, an easy target with all of those people amassed together at that one spot. Um, and sadly, I believe that the Marines that were killed in that attack were somewhat of a decoy. Because when the names and faces and ranks of these individuals started to come out, it was clear that they were not members of the U.S. Marine Corps Special Operations Command, the MARSOC Raiders. They were um, regular Marines, um, very young Marines, um, very inexperienced Marines, uh, very low-ranking low Marines. There was a number of, of female Marines in, involved that were killed. Um, and so they were likely there, uh, the, the females, to provide uh, the, the 
requirements to search female Afghans that were allowed to come through the gates. Um, and anyway, anybody who, who had a high priority to get evacuated, they were nowhere near the Abbey gate, the main gate. They were nowhere near that. They had secret, um, directions to go to a secret, a secret gate. And, and they were escorted by Taliban fighters. So, no, the Taliban did not work in cahoots with ISIS to kill Americans. ISIS and the Taliban are mortal enemies. They've been fighting each other for, for a long time in Afghanistan, for, for the last several years. Since the caliphate started in, in Syria, the Taliban has been at war with ISIS in Afghanistan. They did not somehow now, when, when, when they are just about to take over complete control of the country, and, and they, they knew that they were in cooperation with the Americans, that the Americans were living up to the deal that was made by the prior previous administration. So they were, they were showing that we are not reneging on our, on our deals, even though we have a new president. And so the Taliban, the Taliban are very pragmatic. Yeah, they, they've done some horrible things. They've engaged in terrorism in their country. They've killed American troops. They've undermined the objectives of the United States for, for decades. But that's because they believe that they is their country and we are a foreign invading force. All of these people who are now, uh, who, who are saying that the Biden administration is traitors because they're working with the Taliban and they're trusting the Taliban and all of this. Those same people would be the American Taliban. If, a, if an, a foreign country came and invaded our country for whatever reason. They would band together and they would fight guerrilla insurgency tactics against whatever army there was. I'm not seeking to praise the Taliban here. I fought the Taliban. I sacrificed a lot in, in combat with the Taliban, but I've always long held the, the view that the Taliban are not the same thing as Al-Qaeda or ISIS. They do not have aspirations outside of ruling their country. They do not have uh, ideologies that they want to take over the world, world domination. They do not want to, to fight any longer with the Americans. They do not wish to strike us in our homeland. They are pragmatic. They are politically minded. 
they have lived up to to the the terms of the deals that was negotiated by President Trump, Mike Pompeo, all those people in the Trump administration that made the deal. Not one American was killed in Afghanistan during that whole time that the negotiations were going. That excuse me, that the that the deal was negotiated, the deal was was hands were shake were were shook on. They lived up to every tenant of that agreement. And so the Biden administration lived up to that to to America's obligations in the, in that deal. You can debate the the legitimacy of the deal or the merits of the deal. I didn't think it was a smart deal. I thought we gave away the farm for nothing in return. And not only that, but we, like I've said before, we delegitimized the, the democratically elected government of Afghanistan when we excluded them from the talks, effectively cutting their knees out and, and showing them that we that we knew and saw who the real power structure was there in Afghanistan. And that was the Taliban. But there was no good options here. And so when, when, when things fall apart like this, the U.S. Special Forces will have a plan. And they operated that plan beautifully. And successfully. No, we have not left any American behind that we sent there. The, the, the remaining people that, that did not get out though they may be Technically, American citizens that hold dual citizenship, they are not what you are envisioning. These are Afghan nationals that, that maybe have family in both places. If they have a green card and they have a passport, should they get out? Absolutely. But should we, we stay past the 31st deadline and risk uh, everything falling apart and having to fight another 10 years of warfare over it? No. The Biden administration was saying, without any details, that past the 31st deadline, there would still be uh, avenues to, to get those remaining people out. And now we know what those avenues are. And now we know that those avenues are safe and, and productive. That is uh, likely the secret infrastructure set in place for the, uh, that secret underground railroad type situation that got out all of our highest priority um, evacuees. And so those remaining people, they believe them to be around 100 or less will, over the next week, use that secret um, system facilitated by the Taliban, overseen by the American Special Operations Forces, and they will get out. 
So, am I letting the Biden administration off the hook now? Am I going back on my um, harsh criticism of him and his administration from last week? No, I am not. The fact remains that 13 American soldiers are killed, 170 Afghan civilians have died in a horrific attack. We should have put a whole nother combat brigade, brigade combat team in and around the airport despite the Taliban wanting to remain uh, to, to, to keep that base safe. But they lack the capability. And so since we were already cooperating, we could have had another uh, brigade there to provide that necessary security. That, so that ISIS would not be able to infiltrate and detonate those suicide bombs and kill 13 American forces. That remains Biden's blunder. That remains on Biden's shoulders squarely. But where he deserves credit is taking the risk to cooperate with the Taliban. And they lived up to their arrangements, which, which is at least preliminary evidence that they are going to live up to their promises to the world that they will not engage in the brutality and the horrific human rights violations that they did so 20, 25 years ago. So let's give this a chance to work before we just immediately politicize everything, before we engage in disinformation and propaganda before we uh, share these stories of um, unsubstantiated of the Taliban killing, uh, going door to door. Keep in mind that ISIS is on the ground. Keep in mind that ISIS members look and act and dress the same as a Taliban member. Keep in mind that ISIS wants nothing more than, than chaos to uh, consume that country. They want nothing more than the Taliban to falter. They want nothing more than, than the world to look at the Taliban and see them the same way that, that we've always seen them. To not allow them to um, prove themselves here. Before these anecdotes are substantiated let's not fly off the handle just to score a few political points against biden he's the american president for christ's sake 
we want him, we should want him to succeed. And despite everything, he has still made the right choice to get out and to not make any missteps where that withdrawal would be in jeopardy, where we'd have to go back to war or we'd have to flood thousands of American troops back in that country long term. Thanks for listening to this short little episode of the Come This Far podcast with Chris Taylor. We'll be back next week, uh, later this week, with some full episodes. Um, See you all then.